that we face Lord we know we're not alone we know we're not fighting alone but Lord you're with us even in us Lord there to help us to lift us up to renew our strength Father to help us take another step to hold the line Lord God we just ask tonight Father that you would touch each and every heart Lord each life Lord each situation Lord you know the needs of your people, you know the burdens, Lord, you know the things that we are going through, situations, but Lord, there's nothing too hard for you. Lord, we commit our hearts and our lives to your hands. We commit our, our ways into your hands, Lord. Lord, you know, thou knowest the way that we'll go and we'll come out as pure gold. Lord, we just ask, Father, that you would come and you would help us, Lord, tonight to open these words and speak to the hearts of your people. Lord, that someone can gain strength, Father, that, Lord, healing can flow into the body, that deliverance can come and set the captive free, Father. Lord, we just want to say how much we love you and appreciate you, Lord. You're so good to us, Lord. You're so wonderful to us. Lord, we don't tell you that enough. I know just how much, Lord, you mean to us. You're such a good God such a good God and we're so thankful Lord that you're not just a God but you're our Father Lord you're our relationship we belong to you we are yours and you're ours thank you Father for these things we just bless your name tonight we praise you with all that was within us Lord thank you for bringing Sister Karen home from the hospital Lord and being merciful during this time Father Lord, we're just looking for a complete restoration once again, Lord. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn in our, our Bibles, if you would, to Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk 2 in verse 2. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord and to speak to you tonight. Just pray these things can be a blessing as we was getting ready for Sunday. Amen. These things were on our heart, but the Lord knows the timing of everything. And so, amen, we're just resting in that. Habakkuk 2 and verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Amen. We'll let you be seated this evening. I'd like to speak to you on the vision is yet for an appointed time. The vision is yet for an appointed time. We know the word of God will be fulfilled in this time and it's season. And it hasn't an appointed time. It's, a, it's not time as what we would think of as maybe days or, or years or months. Because God's word is not depending necessarily on time. Or is not, is not needful of time. It's an, it's an eternal thing. And so 
You know, many times we put a time or a time limit on what God says or how, what we think or how we think God's going to bring things to pass. But it's not our words, it's not our thinking, it's not what we have or what we're trying to do, it's God's word. And the vision we're speaking of is not our vision for or what we would like to happen or how we would like it to happen or what time we would like it to happen. You know, we can have a thought and we can bring it into fulfillment, but our thoughts can change and we can make that the fulfillment different than the original thought, but not God. What he sees or what he says or what he thinks, he brings to pass exactly how he said he would do it. And when, you know, when we have thought or, you know, have a thought, it may take years to bring it to pass or months or days, or there may be something that rises up and stops it, but not God. Amen. Because what he says, he will bring to pass. And so time has no bearing on it. Nothing can stop him. Amen. Brother Brandon would say it like this. He'd say, when a vision speaks or when a vision is ready for fulfillment, he said, all devils in hell and all his forces cannot stop it. Amen. It will come to pass. The time is there. The spoken word of God is ready to come to pass and nothing can stop it. So, and, but when, you know, when God pronounces a blessing upon somebody or, or, or a blessing upon something, it don't have to happen just in the spur of the moment. You know, uh, as, as I said, I had this ready for Sunday, brother Tim mentioned this very, uh, very thought here or this very story here in his sermon Sunday, but talking about those two ladies that came through the prayer line and one came for a gorder and one had a stomach trouble and, and, and the vision spoke to them and told them who they were and what they were going through and, and, and told them exactly what had taken place. And then it spoke and said, thus saith the Lord, you're healed. Now, the healing didn't take place right at, 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 the, right at that time or how that person may have wanted it or thought it or, or expected it to take place, but it, the word had spoken and there was nothing that could stop it from coming to pass. And no doubt, doubt tried to garrison and fear tried to come or, or the next symptom when it arose in the following days or weeks that it would get worse and, and seemingly nothing was taking place, but the word of God had spoke and there wasn't a snuff symptoms. There wasn't enough demons. There wasn't enough power to hold that word from coming to pass. And so, you know, as, as they would go home, we know the story and I'll recount it again of the, of the woman that had the growth and the woman that had the stomach issue. You know, she, one of them would, would, when she went away, she said, well, if the man was able to tell me all about me and what I was going through and, and how it would be, I believe it will be that way. And so she went away believing and maybe it was five or six weeks later, amen, they come into a meeting and here was their testimony that that woman with the stomach trouble and she couldn't eat at all. She would vomit up everything that she would eat and at every time she would confess, I'm healed, I'm healed. And, and the neighbors begin to rise up and say, well, you know, you need to quit saying all of that because you're bringing a reproach on the name of our Lord Jesus. He's better be careful. He said, she said, but look, I, I have that tape and it was not him that said that part. 
It was the Lord that called it out. It was the Lord that said it. So she kept with it. Weeks passed. Time passed. One more, but one morning the children went to school and, and her husband went to work and she was washing the dishes and here she was standing there. All of a once a real cool feeling went over her. She thought she never thought nothing about it, but in a few moments she got real hungry and she picked up some toast and ate it. She ate some other things that were left over, some eggs that was there, bowl of oats that was there, and just having a jubilee. And, and she got her big cup of coffee and, and just really went to town having a good time with it. And she waited a little while, nothing happened. And she said, Ma, I'm feeling so good. I need to go testify to my neighbor. And she runs down there and her neighbor shouted. And she'd got up that morning, was combing her hair and realized that knot in her throat was gone, just vanished. And she was shaking out the sheets, trying to find it. And they both begin to rejoice. What was it? The presence of the supernatural had come to visit them. And nothing could hold it back. Amen. Here he had come, the healing angel walking through the neighborhood. And I believe he's still the healing angel tonight. I, I believe he's still watching over his word and fulfilling his word. And it may seem like nothing has happened. It may seem like things are going in the wrong directions. And, and well, you know, church is going in the wrong direction. What we thought was going in the wrong direction. What we have figured, how we figured was is going the wrong way. But it might be those very moments that we're in a hole. And, and we're having the things and all of a sudden a feeling just sweep over us. Amen. Something takes place and, and we have a, before we realize it, we've had a visitation of an angel. I believe that God is still visiting his people. I believe God is still fulfilling his word. Amen. Circumstances doesn't change it. Symptoms doesn't change it. Diseases doesn't change it. Nothing can stop the fulfillment of God's word. Amen. Amen. I believe it's going to be like that one of these mornings when things are going on. The husbands went to work. The children are on. Just normal day is this going on. Normal things are happening. Normal things are taking place in a normal life and every, just another day. But all of a sudden something will begin to change. And we'll look over there and there's not old grandpa, there's young grandpa. There's not old daddy, there's young daddy. There's not an old sick woman that got put in a grave or, or a young person that got put in a grave. But it's a new body standing there and will be changed. And you couldn't put enough devils to line it up to keep it from happening. It's going to take place and I'm going to be there holding the line believing for that body change Amen. You know, you could tell you, he said, when Jesus come to the gates of hell, that's another quote. He says, he, he and the prophet said, he said, I am he that the prophet said would be here. And it came to pass. See, God's word is infallible. Thousands of years had passed. 4,000 years had passed, but I'm here and my blood's on Calvary there. See, God's word is still just as real. And he, and he asked the question, why didn't you repent? And they were lost and doomed. He said, so will it be when the coming of the Lord comes again. God's word will be infallible. What he said take, would take place will take place. And there's nothing can stop it. There's nothing can stop it. No hindrance can stop it. No matter how much time changes can, no, how, no, no matter how time changes, no matter how people change, no matter how preachers change, no matter how churches change, God's word will remain the same. It's going to come to pass. He will be here. He will come in his glory with all of his angels. God's word said so. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You know, he was speaking about when in India there and that blind man came up there and, and came up for prayer and he saw him just standing right over him. Amen. Whirling in a vision right above them and he was looking around and laughing, looking at his hands with his hands up. He said, oh my, nothing's going to stop it then. Right. Hallelujah. Have you, how have you been seen in the vision? Yeah. Amen. Have you been seen in the vision of God's word? Amen. I believe that we haven't been seen in the vision of God by with our heads down and our bowed down and depression and fear and cancer. I want you to understand in God's vision, depression is not there. In God's vision, cancer is not there. In God's vision, sugar diabetes or high blood pressure or whatever demon you want to name tonight, in that vision of God's mind before the foundation of the world, none of that is there. Amen. He would ask Job. Job's vision was an ash heap. Job's vision was his wife turning against him. Job's vision was all distorted. Job's vision was all down and depressed and worried. And how's this happened to me? Amen. But God came and said, I want you to look at a different vision. I want to look, want you to look at something that's beyond the ash heap, that's beyond the problems that you're facing. Come on, somebody. That's beyond all the things that's going on around you. It's beyond all of that. Where were you, Job, when the morning stars sang for joy? Was there any cancer there? Was there any sugar diabetes? Was there any balls there, Job? Was there any problems there, Job? Was there any of that there, Job? No. There in my mind, there were sons of God shouting for joy. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That's the vision that God has. And that's the vision that's going to come to pass that has taken place. And there ain't enough devils that can keep you down. Hallelujah. He's trying to put depression after depression and fear and anxiety and every kind of spirit and every kind of sickness upon you. But there ain't enough devils to keep that from coming to pass. He saw you shouting. He saw you with joy in your heart. He saw you walking in his mind, healed, delivered, set free. Amen. A body without sin, a body without shame or sickness, a body that can't pass away. And there's nothing, nothing, nothing that can stop it. Oh, hallelujah. He said, when that happens, the devils can't put enough demons out. Oh, yes. Like we said before, amen, hell ain't got enough. If he had enough, he had already put it out. But he's put all he's got out, and he still don't have enough. He can't stop it. Amen. Jesus said, amen, when the word, he said, if you say to this mountain, be moved, and don't doubt, but believe what you said will come to pass, you can have what you said. When you know it's the word of the Lord speaking. That's why I could say to the woman that had the big tumor and to the lady with cancer here the other night, because it was a vision. It compared with the word. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever there's the vision hello somebody there's the vision he's the same yesterday today and forever by his stripes I'm healed there's the vision Amen. You say, well, somebody can see me healed. Amen. And see me delivered and see me running, see me walking, see me whatever, see me this. Then I can believe he's already saw you there. This is the vision by his stripes. You are healed. Thus saith the Lord, it has to happen. Nothing can stop it. But the word of God has no end because it had no beginning. It's eternal with God. 
And we anchor ourselves there. The word is anchored there. In you, you are eternal with the word. It's got to come. All these things, all these, this world's got to come to an end. All these things are shaking. No matter how big they're building, a pillar has got to fall down. All things that's not of or against this word or contrary to it will move. It has to give place because the word is coming triumphantly. There's nothing can stop it. God has done said so. Oh, glory to God. When he speaks, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will never fail. Hide that word in your heart and take that word and let it grow. Keep it in your mind. Keep it in your heart. God's word will never fail because he said it wouldn't fail. Amen. Amen. Mark eleven twenty two, As he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, have faith. Don't doubt. If you say to this mountain, be moved. When that absolute has come to you, when you're anointed with that spirit that becomes, comes beyond all scientific control out there, before there was an atom or a molecule, the one that spoke everything to existence, when your soul is anchored to that, there's nothing can stop it. That's right. Say to this mountain, be moved, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you said. It will come to pass. You can have what you said. If that, if that ain't an absolute to hold on to, I don't know what it is, but we have that absolute tonight. He said, I remember times the Lord told me about certain things was going to happen and then I moved up to see it laying right there before me. Oh, what a feeling. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. But can we not rejoice before we even get there? Because yeah, right. his word said it. It's the vision. It's already spoke. We ought to be like that sister, as he said, she said, I, he said, I spoke those things to her and he said, I told her what her name was. Check. Have you heard what our name is? Yeah. That means heard what your name is. Amen. Not Timothy Pruitt, Andrew Tushner, Michael Dexter, Bride. Amen. We've heard what our name is. He's told us of our need. He's told us of the answer. Amen. He said, what happened? She said, she looked at that and said, not not no man can tell me that. No man can tell me the things that you told me. That has to be God. And if God said I'm healed, I'm going to walk off here rejoicing. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It's time we turn our faith to the things of God's word and we begin to believe it as if it's already happened. Just like, amen, just like Abraham did. He hoped against hope. He believed things that that were not as though they were. Because God said so. God said you're going to have a son. So Abraham turned from his thoughts and his thinking and his impossibilities and from his vision and how he thought he's going to bring it to pass and turn it to God and say, God, it's beyond my control. It's beyond what I can do. It's beyond what I can think or what I can comprehend. I'm placing it in your hands. And God brought it to pass. Hallelujah. I remember, amen, with Andrew, my son Andrew, when he was born, amen, fighting for his life, standing there watching the the doctor that had delivered him. Actually, it was a pediatrician that had come in there. They was fighting for his life there in Minden before they shipped him to Shreveport. And he's trying to get oxygen to him. And I was looking at him turning blue and purple and everything else and just crying out to God, asking God to move on the scene. Amen. And my vision wasn't very good right then. The devil had come and told me, he began to speak to me and said, you know, you must have done something really bad for you to be going through this. You must have really, really done something. God's angry at you. He's mad at you. That's why you're going through these things. All these thoughts running through my mind. And that was what my look, my thoughts were going as I was looking at it. 
thinking, God, amen, forgive me if I've done something, but move, don't let an innocent baby suffer because of what I've done. But you know, I begin to realize as I, I found out later as I would turn on a, a, a radio station going down the road as I would go to Walmart to pick up a few things and there was a preacher that was reading the scripture and all I heard was Abraham believed in God. And it just went through me like, a, like I've been hit upside the head with a gong or something. Just woo, woo, woo. Well, Abraham believed in God. I said, that's exactly right. And he's my father. And if Abraham believed you, I can believe you. And Abraham had faults and I got faults, but you still brought forth your promise. And then all of a sudden it hit me again. Amen. As the scriptures begin to come to my mind and as God began to speak to me, he said, what you need to look is under, you're under the new covenant. And I looked and I began to look in the old covenant under blood of bulls and goats. Abraham's faults were listed, but under the new covenant, there ain't a fault listed. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, I said, and the same covenant applies to me and my vision began to change. I began to realize I wasn't under this or going through this because of punishment. I was going through this because God was wanting to move on the scene for my behalf and to give me a testimony that I could have my own personal experience with God and God could fight my battle. Oh, it's good to tell somebody about God fighting somebody else's battle. I've enjoyed telling Sister Lennon's testimony. It's a wonderful testimony. Amen. But there's nothing like seeing God work for you. God, come and change your vision or what you're looking at or how you're looking at something and begin to turn you back to something that's eternal by his stripes. Andrew's healed. And God came on the scene. And he changed the whole situation around to a healthy young man today. Amen. And this is where Brother Brandon was walking up to this boy in Finland. And he said, but when a vision speaks, the situation is already under control. That's some powerful words right there. And what we need to realize is as Brother Tim talked about stories and things being Abraham's story or this story, that's good of our great, 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 great grandfather. But what about us? Is we have been spoken a vision. By his stripes, we're healed. I want to tell somebody tonight the situation is already under control. God said so. That is not my words. That wasn't Isaiah's words. That wasn't a man's words. That was God's words. And the situation is already under control. Oh, glory. He already knows about it before you got there. Before cancer came, he already had the answer. He already knew about it. He saw it before it ever got there. Or sugar diabetes or high blood pressure or whatever you're going through tonight, he already saw it before it got there. And the situation is already under control because there's a word that's already been spoke over you. Oh, hallelujah. And this word was spoke over you before cancer was or before any kind of disease was or any kind of depression or anxiety. There is another word and it ain't a man's word that'll fall to the ground and not be fulfilled. But it's God's word that has to come to pass. 
Hallelujah. It cannot fall to the ground. This testimony was vision was seen some several years before of the lapping rocks and the hills and the little boy that's going to be raised from the dead. And he gets to it and before he realizes it, he's walking in a vision. Oh my God. Many times today, you are, all day today you've been walking around. Many of you didn't realize the whole day you've been walking in a vision. Things are taking place. God is moving. Amen. He said, when I realized where I was at, I said, there's nothing that can stop it. The situation is under control. Faith that was in my heart was anointed. He said, oh, if I could only explain that. He said, but the only thing I had to do is speak the word. And the little boy rose from the dead. Hallelujah. But we get impatient. We want it to happen when we want it to happen. We want it to come when we want it to come. How we want it to come. What we expected. What we wanted. How we want it to be. And many times we, we're trying to turn the knobs and, and line it all up. Let God do it. Amen. Isaiah 40 and verse 28 says, Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God... Man, that right there is enough to make anybody shout. The everlasting God. This God going to outlast your problems. Amen. <laughs> this God is going to outlast your issues and your situations. He'll be with you when the problem's over with. The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. No, he's the Lord, a man of war. He's been fighting for almost 6,000 years, and he ain't tired yet. Come on, somebody. He ain't down yet. He's not, de he's not depressed about it. He's not worried about it. He's not all of a sudden in 2020 scratching his head like, oh, my, I got myself in a mess. I got people in a mess. What am I going to do? He has got it all planned out, and he's not weary. But he's moving everything according to his understanding, and there is no searching of his understanding. Because he sees the end to the, be the beginning to the end. All the in between, he sees all of it, and he's not worried about any of it. We get to it, and then we get worried about it. He saw it before you ever, years before you ever got there. Your tomorrow, he's already got it. Next week, he's already got it. He giveth power to the faint. Oh, glory. To them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. Those that are dependent upon their own strength. They said, I got this. I can do this on my own. Ain't nobody, I, 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 I got this. I, I got this. They're going to fall aside. They're going to fall weary, and they're going to utterly fall. But they that wait. Amen. <laughs> They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Not them renewing their strength. The Lord shall renew their strength. The Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Oh, glory to God. If I understand correctly, that's the anointing that we're under is an eagle anointing. And God is getting ready to snatch this bride out of here. 
They that wait upon the Lord. Many have tried to give dates and times. And God's going to come by this time. God's going to do this by this time. Yea, hath God said. Yea, hath God said. And they make God to be the biggest liar I've ever seen in my life. But it wasn't God speaking. It was man speaking, trying to lift his own self up. Come on, somebody. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, glory to God. Psalms 25, 1 says, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph on me, over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Oh, hallelujah. Psalms 27, 14 says, Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Romans 8, 24 says, we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. But what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that which we, that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Because we know it's worth waiting for. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know how it is when you, when you, you get a, you get something in the mail, you know, expecting and get a little antsy about it. But, amen, if you know it's worth waiting for, right. something you've been wanting, that, well, you know, you have a certain amount of confidence in the delivery system and things. And I know things get a little hairy even nowadays, but you don't have to have no worry with this delivery system. This delivery system, amen, the UPS and the US, United States Postal Service and the FedEx and Amazon and all those things are being limited and, and, and caused issues with shipping and all kinds of things, delays and things are taking place, amen. But I want you to understand, it may, some packages may not ever get to you. Some packages get lost and they don't even know where they came from where, or where they're at. They get lost, you don't, you're like, how, how do you lose something? But somehow it happens. Lose luggage on the airline, it happens. But listen, when God's word is moving down the pipe, things are coming. Things are moving. It's going to be fulfilled. It's not hindered by coronavirus or cancer or spirits of hell. It will come to pass. And good things happen to those that wait for it. Amen. You know, he says, you know, he says there are heavy hearts today. He said, I see, I see stretchers and cots. Some of their sleeves up from the infections in their arms. Others I've heard that have lost loved ones. It's a sinful and wicked world. But yet all, and all, yet all these things has to be mastered in the Lord Jesus who told us that all things working are working together for the good to them that love God. And we're consoled this morning to believe that many of these things are to bring us to our knees and we like to think of the scriptures that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. In other words, you're going to have victory over that issue. Yeah. 
Amen. You're not going to go down in defeat, but I'm going to give you victory over that. Just wait upon it. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They that walk will not faint. As the poet said, teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, to wait. He said, let us today as we're waiting to hear from glory. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, he's waiting to hear from glory. And from the mouth of our Savior through the Holy Spirit, that we will wait patiently to hear his voice. Speak loving things to us through his word. Speak pardons for our sins. Speak healings for our sicknesses. And may we leave this building this morning rejoicing and saying like those that came from Emmaus, did not our hearts burn within us as he talked with us? For we truly believe that he is a risen Lord as as they found him that day. And he is again in the midst of his people and we shall not be weary and our hearts will not grow faint. But let us renew our our strength each hour in thee, O oh God. Grant it today, Lord Jesus. What a prayer. Said, so then remember, if he is, his word is true. And if he required you to meet certain circumstances and you did, he's obligated to bring it to pass. Don't back off. I don't care what happens. Don't back off of it. Brother Aaron preached that the other day. Hold the line. Don't back off and say, oh, I'll never, I'll never get healed or I never got healed. He said, that's weak. Don't believe that. If everything's confessed and you've met God's requirement, you hold. There's nothing going to move it. You hold. He is and you're sure. And they that wait Upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. When you met his requirements, that brings your faith to a showdown. And God will come and meet your needs. You know, he loves to test us. He loves to see the reaction of your faith. I can't ever forget. I've just said this the other day, I believe, but it just so struck me, brother. Giovanni in New York, been praying for those believers there. Brother Yvonne Carrion, their church, was actually supposed to be there in the next weekend or so to minister for them, but with the circumstances, we've had to postpone it. But his wife searching for a child and seeking for a child and constantly as Hannah agonizing day and night. He takes her to the pastor with just pulling, just at his wits' hands. And pastors talked with her several times. Do I remember the story correctly? And said, she finally asked her this question, Sister, what if he don't answer? What if he don't give you a child? Then what? Said she just kind of hung her head. All of a sudden, her eyes come up direct and looked him directly in the eye. Said, I'll still love and serve him anyhow. Her response moved the master. He's wanting to know sometimes how you're going to react. Are you going to wait patiently or are you going to get all agitated and aggravated and just move off when the answer was on the way? I remember my father's told this about Lydia being so sick with some kind of virus, stomach virus. She was a little kid dehydrating, eyes sunken in. 
He's rocking her in a chair and praying for her, asking God to be merciful. He said, all of a sudden, he looked down, and them old, little black eyes was looking at him. And she just looked a little girl said, Daddy, ain't God good? It moved the heart of the master. Within a moment or just a little while, she was completely healed. God's looking for our reactions. How are we going to respond? What are we going to do? How is our faith going to act, react? Is it going to react? And are we going to react with doubt or fear, anxiety or, or depression or worry or fall away? Or what are we going to do? Or are we going to stand there and say, though God slay me, I'm going to trust him. Though he take it, he Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. No matter what takes place, I'm going to stand on the promise of God. I'm not going to back up from it. What God said, God will do. Amen. It's his word, it's not mine. When you met his requirements, he said, don't run off like a coward. God can't use that. There's no way for him to use it. There's no way for him to answer you when you run off. He only answers faith. Then all of a sudden you run off from it, from the promise, and he can't answer. But real true faith is stand there being sure God is, and you're certain that he is. And if God asks this thing to be done, to confess your sins and so forth, and you've done it, and your request has been made, and everything is certain, your core request will be granted. Amen. Did you hear me tonight? Your request will be granted. Hallelujah. Oh my. He goes on. He says, see, when you come to that moment where you can wait upon the Lord, you shall renew strength. You shall mount up with wings as an eagle. He'll snatch you out of that cancer. He'll snatch you out of that situation. He'll snatch you out of that problem or that thing that you seem so unbearable for you to bear. God, I move on the scene in a moment. It don't take but a moment with him moving because when he moves, he moves. Hallelujah. Sometimes it don't take, but just that's nothing but the truth. Right. All of a sudden, there's something response on your heart. Say, yes, Lord, no matter what, I'm standing here. No matter what, I'm still knocking. Come on now. Have we give up knocking? Have we stopped knocking? Have we stopped asking? Have we stopped requesting, saying, God, move. Change the scene. Move on the scene. Come right now. It's yours right now. He said, when you can do that and you can lay hold on the promise and you wait for it. He said, wait upon thee. Wait upon him for the salvation, for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, for the joy of your heart, for the healing of your body, for every redemptive blessing that he died for at Calvary. Wait for it and God will bring it to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Not our vision, God, your vision. Not what we want, what you want. He said, I love that. He said, that's what I've had to do all my life. And I'm happy I had to do it. I wait every day and every hour just on what he will do. I have no abilities of my own. No education to depend on. I just have to depend on him. And hour by hour, I'm waiting on him to see what he will tell me to do. 
He says, try not to get frustrated. I try not to get frustrated when hundreds of calls and sick and dying. He said, if you get all frustrated, then God can't use you. Just sit still. He's big enough to tell you. He's big enough to tell you. Just keep on speaking terms with him. He'll tell you what to do when you get there. It's best to just carry out a commission and then let him tell us what to do after we get there. Just keep walking with Jesus. Just keep one day at a time, dear Jesus. That's all I'm asking from you. The scripture says again, they that wait upon the Lord. Let me go on down here. He said, see, he said, Lord, nothing in my arms I bring simply to thy cross I cling. You promised it, Lord. That's the kind of condition, the reason people think that I, I'm an isolationist, but in the room, over the side of the desert, that's the condition you got to get into before you walk into this pulpit here because Satan is always dropping little imps to try to upset something. Oh, yeah. You must be trying, you must be right holding on to the cross, not trusting in your own ability, not trusting in your own thoughts, not leaning to your own everlasting, not, not leaning to your own understanding, but leaning on the everlasting arms, claiming no intelligence, claiming no mind of your own. You're just opening yourself up and letting the Holy Spirit speak. That's the condition God wants his church in. Oh, I thought that was the prophet of God. That's the condition God wants his church in. And then the next sentence, get in that condition. Hallelujah. Not our own ideas, not what we want, not our own intelligence, not our own understanding, but I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. Get in that condition. Get in that moment, because Satan's always there to drop his little imps and say, ah, you just made that up. Ah, he ain't going to do what he said. Ah, it's impossible. Ah, blah, blah, blah. He's got all kind of blah, 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 blahs. And that's all it is. It's a bunch of blah, 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 blah. But God's word says, and what God's word says shall come to pass. God might try you, and he will. Every son that cometh to God will be tried, chastened. But if we walk up and say, I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. He died for my sins, rose on the third day, wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. See, what are you doing? You're putting yourself in the vision. You're seeing yourself in the vision. Oh, it's okay to say, sister, he was bruised for Sister Alanis. I can see that. Yeah, he was, he was wounded for uh, Sister uh, uh, Mariah's. I, yeah, I can see that. Or Sister Karen's. Yeah, I can see that. But he was wounded for my transgressions. Amen. He was bruised for my. What are you doing? You're seeing yourself in the vision. Amen. Hallelujah. It don't do no good to see so-and-so in the vision. That's great. That's wonderful. But what about yourself? Can you put yourself there? He did. Hallelujah. You got to say, yes, Lord, that was me. Oh, glory to God. You got to say, yes, Lord, that's me. I, I accept it right now. I accept you was wounded for my transgressions. You was bruised for my iniquity. And by your stripes, I'm here. God tests us. We go through things. 
But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen. Your strength will be the strength. In other words, the strength will be given to you to fulfill the word of God. Amen. And it won't be your strength. It won't be what you can manufacture. It'll be his strength placed inside of you Amen. to say, yes, Lord, I accept it. You know, they just put out, Brother Michael, different ones in the team has been putting out these uh, uh, different clips, different sections, or what's the name for it I'm looking for? Episodes. Episodes of Brother Ed Biscoe's testimony. This is here recently, the green checkered shirt come out. It's powerful. Brother Branham, in this quote, it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness, a wonderful service, wonderful sermon. He's looking at going on a on a hunting trip, and he tells about how that he was going to kill this these had trophies. It was a a big he's a chocolate colored, or a member correctly chocolate colored uh, trophy, and then a, a a bear, big silver shining bear, huge mammoth animal, and in there he also saw something that seemed so to us or to what we would think very insignificant, a green checkered shirt and it seems like out of all of that why would that be so important why how would that have such significance but something there stood out and he's going there and he speaks about how he saw these little hands that reached down to hold the tape and he hears a voice says it's 42 inches and, he, and so it's all he tells, uh, tells about it. You can go watch that clip. It's very, very wonderful. But as we know, Brother Eddie, given his testimony, talks about how he slipped. He, he, he on that trip. He, he had had this green checkered shirt, and he, he thought, well, you know, it's had a rip or some kind of tear in it. It seemed like it didn't have much use anymore, and he asked his wife just to get him a new one. And, but she saw still, you know, of course, there was other things that you can hear the testimony of that hindered her being to go get her, him, a new, him a new shirt. But she saw that where she could fix it, but not realizing that she was fixing it, she was holding in her hand something that had been seen in a vision. Just going about everyday life and, and making decisions, but holding something that had to be in its place at a proper time and had to be in a bag on a, in a certain trip and, and a certain place and, and, and God's timing, working these things out because God had already seen the months ahead or whatever it was. Did, did you hear that? Sometimes we think God only don't even know what we're doing today. God, do you know what I'm going through today? Do you see? He already is way ahead of you. God, do you realize what I'm suffering with? You, he's already way ahead of you. And here she is, puts this thing back in the bag, mends it and puts it back. He don't even realize it until he's walking out and falls in the creek, gets wet, gets it in the cold. And so he goes, tells the brother, I'm going to run back and change. Reaches in his shirt. What does he pull? His bag, what does he pull out? This green checkered shirt. He's like, I told my wife to throw this away. And here it is. And so he puts it on. And even him not realizing what's taking place. What's going on? Just going every day. About like another, another day. You know, things, accidents happen. Things happen. Things go on. And he's moving right in a vision. 
Things are taking place right in a vision. I want you to understand your everyday life is taking place right in a vision. God's already saw this. He's already seen it. Now, he may not foretell every day you get to how he did that day or he's done other days. He may, but amen. But no matter what, God's already seen the day that you're in and the day that you're getting to and the weeks ahead and the months ahead, years ahead if he tarries, whatever, God already knows about it. But it so struck me as I got to thinking about this worthless checkered shirt. You know, I'm not trying, I'm not at all trying to make Brother Ed to be the, a devil or anything like this. He was doing what any of us would do, get rid of an old shirt that's ragged and torn. But that shirt had been seen in a vision. But the same, in the same aspect, the same kind of thought, the devil wants to take something that seemingly has no value or to make it of no value or to tear it apart and rip it apart and throw it in a waste bin somewhere and say it is nothing, but it has to be at a certain place. Right. Oh, my. I remember me. Yes. Yes. I was a green checkered shirt one time. Amen. Been tore up, ripped up, and ready for the garbage can, so to speak. But somebody that was rich in mercy reached down to where I was and picked me up. And began to mend my life back and made me, renewed me again to where I could be in my place and my part in a vision. And I want you to understand, there ain't enough devils in hell that can throw you in a trash can somewhere or destroy your life or to take you down to something. There ain't enough devils that can take you out. You've already been seen walking in a vision. Homeward Christian soldiers marching as to war. Amen. We have been seen overcoming in Satan's very own Eden. Hallelujah. And some of you, he's tried to wad up and throw in a trash can somewhere. But God, rich in mercy, picked you up and said, no, he's not destined for a trash can. He's not destined for hell. That wasn't made for him. That was made for you, devil. That was made for you, devil. But for this one, he's in a vision. This one's in a vision. This one's in a vision. Not the world vision. Not Fox vision. Not my vision. God's vision. And he places here in this time for such a time as this. I say, gird up your loins, sharpen your sword. It's time we stand as soldiers of the cross and realize I have been seen here. Thousands of years, eternity ago, I have been seen here. And while I'm here, I'm going to have me a shouting spell. I'm going to have me a joy spell because also what has been seen here is demons destroyed, sickness defeated, devils washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I believe that there's a power here upon this earth that'll protect every checkered shirt. Hallelujah. Everyone that's ever been seen there by the vision of Almighty God. And I've been seen there. You, you, you. All of you have been seen there. You on the stream. You've been seen there. So you might as well lift your hands and rejoice. We're not going down in defeat. We did not get seen in a vision defeated. And going down, we were seen rising up rising up over every devil. I've seen us rising up over cancer. I've seen us rising up over blood pressure. I've seen us rising up over infertility. I've seen us rising up over every day. Come on now. Hallelujah. I have seen it. I have seen it by God's grace. We are rising up. 
Are you in this vision? Are you part of this church? Are you part of this blood washed, blood bought, sons and daughters of the King of God? If you have, then you ought to be able to rejoice and say, yes, Lord. I'll praise you in the storm. I'll praise you no matter what I'm going through because you've already seen me here. And if you saw me here, you got the answer just like you did the Red Sea. You got the answer just like you did the Jordan River. You got the answer. Come on now. Don't make me preach by myself. You got the answer, amen, just like in the fiery furnace. You got the answer just like in the lion's den. You got the answer. Jesus is the answer. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just praise the Lord tonight. Let's thank him right now that we have been seen in a vision. We have been seen spotless. We have been seen sanctified, justified, elected, called of God, filled with the Holy Ghost, without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. How many green checkered shirts do we got here tonight? Are in your homes there. You just say, thank you, Lord. You dug me out of the trash. You mended me. You brought me back so I could serve you, so I could come and be a part of the vision, so I can be a part of what you're doing in Laodicea, that I can be a part of what you're doing walking over every devil in hell. A church triumphant. Oh, God, we praise you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that we can praise you in the middle of the storm. We thank you, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, that you change not. Oh, God, let our eyes change off of our vision and what we're seeing around us. And we see turmoil everywhere. We see fear. We see sickness seemingly rising up on every hand. We see, Lord, all kinds of things with our natural eyes. But, Lord, we're going to turn our eyes to you. And we're going to say, God, can you just give us a peek like you did, Job? Where were you, Job, when the suns, when the morning stars sank together? And the sons of God shouted for joy. Where were you, Job? Where were you, Andrew? Where were you, Mike? Where were you, brothers and sisters? Where were you? Before anything came upon this earth. Mm. Where were you before your bad day happened? Where were you before sickness struck you? Where were you before sin fell? Where were you? Before demons try to torment you in your mind and spirit, you were in his mind, in a vision. And nothing, nothing can change that vision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Lord, I felt you stand so near as we begin to sing that song a few moments ago I exalt thee I exalt thee Lord may that be what we do I'm sick but I exalt thee issues around me but I exalt thee problems arising but I exalt thee Lord things are going seemingly unfair and un in a way that I wouldn't think, but I exalt thee. You're greater. You're greater than any trouble. I exalt thee. I lift your name above all names. There's no one like you, Lord. There's no one like you, Jesus. 
I exalt thee, Lord. I give you glory. I give you honor. I praise you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I thank you, Lord, that the visions, the vision will come to pass. It will speak. I exalt you. I exalt you, Lord. Lord, in exalting you, we're casting down our fears. We're casting down our anxieties. We're casting down our problems, our sickness. We're casting it at your feet. I exalt you, Lord. Truly, you are a good, good father. Thank you for knowing what I'm going through. Thank you for knowing what your people are facing in this hour. Some are facing job losses. Some are facing financial problems. Home, things seemingly in a turmoil. But I exalt you. I exalt you, Jesus. I give the one true living God all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I exalt
Without. 